Welcome to Nerds RPG Varietycast. I'm your host, Jason. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. This is just a system overview, or a product overview, I should say. I am going to start on Sundays doing a short podcast where I just overview a different product, some of which maybe I played, some which I haven't. This particular one I haven't played because it's pretty much brand new. Before I get into the review, I do need, or the overview, I should say, I do need to mention this podcast is coming out on September 11th, anniversary of the terrorist attacks. And, you know, at the moment, they calculate 2,996 deaths. That's not counting the families affected, people with long-term illnesses, all that, all the pain and suffering caused by those terrorist attacks. I, I would ask that you take a moment out of your day today to keep those murdered and their families in your thoughts and and all those people affected in your thoughts. Okay, thank you for indulging me in that. I appreciate it. Let's get on to our overview. This is Aether Jammer by Runehammer Games. Space Fantasy Ship Combat. And it's specifically designed to work with this 5e hardcore mode but this book would actually work with almost any system. It's fairly system agnostic. It pulls some ideas from 5e hardcore mode, some ideas from ICRPG, but it would be pretty easy if you're kind of a do-it-yourself GM and you're used to doing the toolkit thing where you borrow bits and pieces from different things, as you often see in the OSR, then this should be pretty easy to plug into any game. So I'm going to read the opening here. This is 21 pages total, and there's some art in here by Runehammer, of course. You get both a regular version, you get a printer-friendly version, and you get some VTT assets with this, all for a princely sum of $2.50. So you can't go wrong. I think it's a almost a must-buy just to see what's going on in old Hankerin's head. But let me, let me read you his introduction here. If you're reading these words, you're a seeker like me. You're never content, never settled, always looking for ways to create a better game for your players. On this journey, you've come a vast distance from the shadowy corners of the so-called OSR to a shining stack of the latest books from the biggest publishers to the myriad offerings of independent creators like Runehammer. Now, your players have their eyes set on the worlds beyond the sky. Flying ships, magical engines, and cataclysmic events drive them to dare the stars. Your job? Use all your design chops, color outside the lines, be bold, and make it awesome. It ain't rocket science. Starfaring in a fantasy RPG involves many daring themes and offers a tantalizing new frontier for players. All this potentially all this potential inevitably leads to expectations of ship-to-ship conflict. What is the use of being a pirate if you can't take on the Royal Fleet? How fun would Star Trek be without Klingons to battle? Much like its earthbound cousin, 5e Hardcore Mode, Aether Jammer prefers fast, simple, and deadly mechanics to clunky, over-detailed, and seldom dangerous stats and systems. Sure, it's a titanic clash of star galleons, but that doesn't mean we need to halt the story, bury our noses in numbers, and measure the gun rails foot by foot. 
Aether Jammer is here to offer a fast, simple, brutal system for ship-to-ship -ship battles in your game. It's friends with 5e hardcore mode, but like all Runehammer works, is intended as brain food for the innovative GM. Take what works, toss the rest. See you in the Aether. Hanker Inferno. So, that's the opening. And I'm not obviously I'm not going to read everything or give everything away. I think $2.50. Or if you're a patron of Runehammer, you've already had this. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's available to his patrons automatically. But it's well worth the money. And even though I'm a patron, I also bought a copy from DriveThruRPG so I could review it on DriveThruRPG. So the first thing we open up is a section on core systems. And then he, he talks about ship design. He has a sample little miniature battle in here where he gives you a sample encounter and he gives you an example of play talking you through that battle. And then the book ends. Well, the second to last thing in the book are a number of tables, random tables, something we always expect from Runehammer products. And the last thing is a rules summary sheet on the last page. So the first thing we have in the core systems is the times 10 rule. And this will be very familiar to anybody that has played Palladium, the idea of mega damage. Only here, instead of a regular point of damage doing 100 mega damage like the Palladium system, in here, a regular point of damage, it's a factor of 10 for ships. So what does that mean? Well, ship weapons and ship defenses are a lot more massive than what your characters carry around. So while your character conceivably could eventually put a hole in a battleship, the battleship's cannon, when it hits your character, is going to do a heck of a lot more damage in total or in scale than it would do to another battleship, right? So, and to keep the numbers from being astronomical, what, what happens is he has the ships designed and you're still using your regular dice for ship attacks. Using D8s, D10s, things like that. But if a ship gun or a ship weapon attacks a character, an individual character, you're going to multiply that damage by 10 to affect that character. And if a character is using a handheld weapon to attack a ship, then it's only doing a tenth of that amount of damage, right? So you, you effectively need to do 10 points of damage, do one point damage to a ship. But if a ship hits you for one point with the ship weapons, it's actually 10 points to your character, if that makes sense. And, and, and that's sensible because you need to be able to scale back and forth between the ship scale and human scale in any of these games. The next thing we have is thinking in parts. And this is taking ideas from his chunk system from ICRPG, where you break big vehicles into chunks. So basically you have, you're going to have your hull of your ship and then you have parts on the ship. And different size hulls can have different number of parts. The engine is a part, you know, uh, a cluster of cannons is a part, a ram might be a part, a solar sail might be a part. So you have different parts. And the way this is going to work is when a part's re reduced to zero hit points, you make a 50-50 save to see if it remains intact. And if it fails, that part's gone. It's obliterated. The other thing that he's done to keep it really simple is the part has its effectiveness and its hit points are the same. So if it's an eight-point part, 
it has eight hit points. Now, these are, again, the ship hit points I was talking about. Plus, it does eight damage. Or it has eight units of thrust or, you know, whatever that part does for the ship. And, and that keeps everything really simple. And that's a big part of the system is don't overthink it. Just have it almost like Savage Worlds, that Fast Fear is fun. Well, that, well that's what we're doing here. Um, in fact, he, I, I'll, I'll read a, a quote in here. Um, well, I'll, I'll get to it here in a second. But the key is here, don't overthink this. Don't try to make it too mathy. Just play the game, do what feels right, what feels fun and cinematic, right? So as far as, the, he talks about different ways you can design your ships, different ways you can put things together. And then he makes the point, the ships do not do things. So in your turn, as you go around, your characters can either act as care. They, when they do their action, they can do a character action. You know, I fire my bow or I cast a spell. Or they can manipulate something on the ship. I fire the cannons of the ship or I steer the ship. But ships don't do actions. Characters do actions. That's really important. Crews are the ones that man the ship and the crew has to do an action to do something on the ship. There are no assigned crew positions. Anybody can kind of do anything, but the crew has to act, right? And that's very important. And there's rules in here for enemy, for NPC ships, and how many actions they take and things of that nature. And, and yeah, well, how does that work? Well, ICRPG does a lot of tribute checks, and that's all we do here. So, I'm, and I'm going to read a paragraph. When a player announces an action, call for a roll in the corollary attribute. Hurling an anchor to swing round, strength. Spinning the helm to dive under a cloud, dexterity. Bracing the mainsail for a blast of solar fire, constitution. Don't overthink it. Keep it visceral. Do, so you're rolling, you're, you don't have any god stat here. You're going to, whatever character, the, whatever stat the character would roll if that thing was happening to them, just use that same stat for the ship. Keep it simple. You know, keep it visceral. Keep the game rolling. That's really important. Just keep it going. Um, keep your, you, you have your same thing. You have your basic, your difficulty check number, your DC number. And he talks about how to adjust it for easier or harder things. Again, I'm not going to give you the whole book away here. Um, he talks about different maneuvers ships can do. There's a whole page talking about different kinds of ship maneuvers and ideas on that. He talks about gravity and, and the way this works. You, you, your ship engines are almost, the fuel for your ship engines you're mainly going to use in maneuvering in combat. Normally, in what he's proposing here is, you have three kinds of gravity, or four kinds of gravity. You have zero G, which is pure weightlessness. In, in that case, you're going to need crampons or a special ship part to keep the ship decks walkable and have gravity on the ship. You have gravity rivers, a gentle pull of gravity toward a world or a larger rock mass. And a lot of times your ships will use those gravity rivers and their solar sails to move without burning any fuel. You have a fall zone, enough gravity to induce a high-speed fall. And we have a gravity well, powerful vortex of gravity only the best engines can escape. And you can use these in maneuvering, right? So if you get closer to the planet and you're maneuvering and you get near something with a heavy gravity, you could let that gravity yank your, you, you could cut all your engines and have it drop your ship below your enemy's ship right before they fire, something like that, which is kind of cool. He talks about inertia, how to stop your ship, different ways to stop quickly, and the, the idea of rounds versus turns is important here. A round 
is how long it takes to go all the way around the table for every player to act. A turn is each individual player action, right? So say there's four players in the GM, a round would consist of going through all five of those players. A turn, if it's two turns, you go the first player would do their action, you go the second player, now one turn's gone, they do their action, you go the third player, now whatever that is, two turns have passed, so it goes in effect before that third player goes. So it's a big difference there. Um, we talk about engines, fuel, how to refuel your engines. He talks about diversity of actions, different things you can do, and again, talks more about like adjudicating attributes, what to do with what. He goes into construction of the ships. He gives examples of different ships, ha how to build different size ships. One of the cool things we have here are thrust rocks, uh, a massive rock equipped to sail, and, and these are really super durable, um, which are kind of cool, the idea of just, and, and it's funny because he has little sayings on the bottoms of the of each um, each page, and, and he and with the thrust rock, he's got a thing on there about um, the dwarves where, you know, the dwarves aren't really into space, so they took their mountains with them into space. Right? Uh, let me find it. Here it is. I've seen a thrust rock devoid of all parts, just gravity surfing out in the coal belt. The damn thing hit an elvish galleon and went clean through. Oh no. Well, when clean through. So that is a quote on there, but it says doors don't really want to be in space, so they bring the mountains with them, which is really cool. Uh, there's little sayings, you know, comments on the bottom of each page. He gives some design notes. He gives a number of not only how to design ships, he gives example ships in here, which is really cool. And then he has a little scenario, a little ship to ship combat scenario. And like I say, then he walks you through how that scenario could work. And, and that's a page and a half of, you, you know, where it's, it's got the characters, you know, GM, you know, and then has what they say and then what each character says and shows the roles. So it walks you through ship combat, a good example of it. And then we have the tables. We all love the tables in ICRPG products, Rune Hammer products. So we have a, a 20 line propulsion part table, a 20 line weapons and rams table, uh, armor and utility parts table, crew equipment table, things in the aether table that you might run into. And then we have the rules summary sheet, which gives you everything at a glance. If you've read through this, you can just use that summary sheet to run all of your, your ship-to-ship combats. So is this useful? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a, a nice high-octane way to run space combat. It's simple enough and it's DIY enough, you can just plug it into your game. If you want super crunchy, if you want and you want to figure out the exact thrust and you, and you want a more quote-unquote um, realistic game, right, this isn't for you. But if, if you like to run faster-paced combats and, and, and you do more theater of the mind, and although you could definitely do this with ships, like say there are VTD tokens included with this, but if you don't want to spend three hours on a ship-to-ship -ship combat, this might just might be the system for you. And for $2.50, it's well worth taking a look at. That is about all the time I'm going to spend today. I will talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take care.